once again, another edition of After Further Review with Mark Ferrer and John Pelkey. Jeff Taylor, as always, our producer. And uh, before we move on, I just we're, we're just going to get into this. We're going to get into it from the top because it became the talk. Mark's wearing his swag Jafar hat that we were yeah. given. Um, was that the one you were given to wear? Or I think I was given to wear and I gave it to you, I think, because I, I just won't wear it, clearly. And, I mean, you know, when we used it. to work for a living, John, we yeah, had used to swag sometimes. and we would get all kinds of free stuff for these shows we would do. And uh, I don't know who got what, but I ended up with this. And yeah. uh, I got made, I got mocked so mercilessly early on during the Rightfully podcast. So. That uh, I've uh, since decided to wear it once a month, once a quarter. I'm not sure how it is, but it's definitely much less frequent, much less frequent than it was. Now, and you still, you still think it's inappropriate. It's disgraceful. No, no. He, yeah, that's right. You said I, called it, I called it disgraceful. What the hell? The <laughs> disgraceful? My God. <laughs> God was, Jeff's going to get a hat that's going to disgrace me even more. Again. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, fair enough. Uh, no, I just, uh, I, and, and isn't, isn't the truth, Mark, that it wasn't my criticism of the hat. It was someone else in your life's criticism oh, yeah. of the hat. And now that criticism doesn't matter anymore. So it just doesn't, doesn't make any difference. You're well, gonna, it, was our, it was our other good friend. It was our good friend, Riley Claremont, who, uh, came ah, out. I thought there were other people in your life too, who were like, no, it, it was, it was Riley Claremont who said you are, uh, you know, something about, um, you know. Uh, I, I, you know, you're, you are, you are above this, Mark. You are above this. You should not, your, your, your overall presence is much more, you know, classy, if you will. That wasn't the word he used. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I, and I, I almost looked like Jeff had a, a, an Amish type beard when he had the things underneath it with the hat that would have worked really well. Uh, at any rate, at any rate, um, yeah, that was the one I, I got, I got one of our good friends who we, have done many, many gigs with for the last 20 years, you the last 27 years. And um, that was the thing that put me over the top. Because when both of you are on the same side about something, the, yeah. the force of nature is tough to resist. Normally, I mean, we, we, tough to we, go against. we resort to our archetypes where you and he get in like an, an argument and I either push buttons to continue. Jeff's like David Lee Roth in the jump video at this point. He's talking. Keep it right there. Keep it right there. Is that FSU? That's a good looking. That's no, that's a San Francisco Giants hat. I went to. uh, I went. I've attended uh, four San Francisco Giants hats. So I have a bobblehead, a bat, and a hat. Nice. That's a good looking hat. There, Mark. Look at one of those. I I should. I might visit Jeff and just and you know. Yeah, hat you're wearing, Mark. That's like some some like. Bermuda Mark? short black socks flyover state guy would wear, yeah. you know, with the matching am, T-shirt, family visit to Disney age, World though. T-shirt, which drives me I am of that insane. age, so what the hell? This it's the hat, McCoy family trip T-shirt. This hat, that hat. Making this one appearance on this podcast, it served its purpose for me. You can oh. have it. Next time oh I see God. you, it goes wow. it goes on it goes on the bottom of my of my hat rack because I would never ever have San Francisco Giants like out and about. So it's it's yours. That's cool. That's well, you, you have to much. you have to give me the Jafar hat. To it's have good. It. <laughs> Please. That would be a good straight up trade. That would be a perfect straight up trade, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to. I'm, I'm pretty gonna, sure. I'm going to go to Jafar Jeff's hat. house without a, without a mask, just banging on the door. You know, just going <laughs> to. 
That Jafar, I'm pretty sure that Jafar hat was mine because we each got a hat and uh, I, I would, uh, and I don't wear hats clearly because again, my heirlooms larger, my legend. So anyway, folks, that's it. That's the, that's the amount of research we do going into a show. That's the rehearsal we get on. And I wasn't even going to say anything about the hat, but Mark, Mark knew it would be coming at some point. I'd, and I've dropped it down in some sort of, you know, in my usual hilarious way in the middle of a show. But instead, you uh, you wanted to you wanted to cut to the chase and just get it out of the way. I did. Just, just you know, I did. I wanted to get it out of the way. I knew it was coming. Let's get it out of the way. Let's let's bury the lead. Next, I expect your Ferrera family vacation T-shirt with all your nicknames on the back: Kiki, Morton, Dry Gut. All those names just on the back. Have you, <laughs> have you watched the whole video yet? Have you watched the uh, eight, eight hour and 75 minute? Um... Not. I've watched more of it, but I haven't been able to get back to it because I've been doing other things. So I will watch all of your 60th anniversary you, video. You make you make multiple appearances, John Pelton. All right. Well, fair enough, because it, it is a miniseries. God knows. It's like Winds of War or longer, for God's sake. Love, love Winds of War. Love Winds of War. Yeah, I know you do. I, I was thinking of that was one of those things I was thinking of rewatching. All right. So anyway, let's. All right. Let's let's call. let's try to get onto a sport thing. Really? Uh, okay. Oh, you know what? Some I'm going to minimize it. Some of our fans today. love this the most of anything I know. else. They just I know. love this. Part. That's because they're your family and friends, and they Not understand it. There's a, there's a son of our mutual friend, and there's a mutual acquaintance of well, a mutual friend of ours, I would say, that loves listening to us as well. And if we get too deep into sports, it's a yeah. little more boring to her. Well, we're not going to get that deep into sports, but we do need to mention a couple of things, a couple of Yankee uh, things, um, as the Yankees push their series to Game Five, which I don't think surprises anyone. What a terrific series it is! Yeah. It's Sorry fun. anybody has to lose, but now my huge fear is that they're going to go through this five-game series and then they're going to lose to the Astros, and, and that's going to anger all of us. Um, but there have been a couple of, uh, couple of Yankee things we need to talk about. First of all, yesterday was the anniversary of Don Larson's perfect game in the World Series. Yep. And I, it just – anytime one of these sort of records comes up that you, you would assume – it was 1956. Yeah, so 64 years. 64, 64 years. I think when that happened, there might have been an assumption that it would have happened again. Because remember, we at that point, you were probably, what, when's the first World Series? Like 1902. You're about 50 years. You're about 50, 50 years. 50 years in. into World Series. So you would have thought that you know, maybe in the ensuing uh, years we would have it. It becomes less and less uh, a possibility as you, there's less and less a chance, even with a perfect game into the eighth or the ninth, that any manager is going to keep a guy in. But I do, I do, I really think that's one of those records that you get a guy, a pitcher on a hot day can have. You know, Don Larson was not the greatest, he wasn't the best pitcher on that staff, for God's sake. And he had that. You would think just by the number of games that would have to be played, that would eventually happen again. But I just, I think that's one of those records. We're not going to see it again. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to uh, pose it a theory right now. Oh, boy. Philosophical, uh, societal, perhaps political, certainly a existential theory out there if you're all ready for this. The right. nation turns the dial. <laughs> all right. So this is the thing. I am positing that the New York Yankees are one of the most uh, accommodating, compassionate, uh, generous sports franchises in the history of all of sports, and this is why. They own a record that won't be broken in the World Series. We just talked about the Don Larson perfect game. 
They own a uh, consecutive hitting streak record that will not be broken. We've all agreed with that. That will not be broken either. They obviously own a record in terms of World Series wins. That will not be ever. That will never be touched. So three massive, massive records they own, and yet they still act as if they're just one of the one of the guys playing baseball. They have the right. The New York Yankees have the right to just lord themselves, despite the fact that the last decade they didn't even get to the World Series for the first time since the 1910s. They have the right to lord themselves over everyone, and they don't. So I would say... Well, we some of their fans do, though, Mark. And wouldn't you agree that it's really fan bases? We've talked about this on this yeah. show. It's not yeah. necessarily teams. The, the Dallas Cowboys, there are so many guys. Dak, there are guys on that team that I just, I really like. Sure. There were guys on the Aikman uh Cowboys, certainly Emmett Smith is a Gator and a number of other guys. None of those guys. None of those I, guys I liked. I didn't like good, good guys. Um, but you know, it's the fans. It's in college football, which is my favorite sport. I really learned that it's the fans that'll ruin you on that. I grew up an Ohio State fan. Now I can't stand them because of their fans coming in. All right, how come you got the audio from the Oklahoma Nebraska game? We're playing fairly Dickinson. We could put up three hundred. That should be odd. You know, it's just this endless parade of that. It's the fans that. So I barely, enjoyed barely Dickinson. God, see, that's the thing. You you should do the bit I do because you know all of the colleges out there that you know they play four times a year. All these well, colleges. as an SEC fan, I I know a lot about the uh, bowl championship Tech. series teams. Uh, uh, or bowl, what what's, what do they call the playoff? What used to be Division One AA. I don't even get it anymore. That annoys me. I could do do a deep dive into why that's FCS. all wrong. Yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, I'm so, sorry. FBS is Division yeah, One. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's not the franchise. And I've said this too. One of the most disappointing things for me working at the ESPN Club when we used to do that sort of thing, and then we used to go to spring training and deal. The Yankees were always great to deal with. They were the best. And at that point in time, I'd have given, you know, my left leg to see the Red Sox beat them in the playoffs. You almost said it. You almost said it. <laughs> I know. To see the Red Sox beat them in the playoffs. And the Red Sox were horrible to deal with. They were just terrible. No, they were. They were. They Jerry were. Francona was the biggest jerk ever. Uh, you know, not, not all the players, but as, as an organization. So yeah, I don't, I don't hold anything against, particularly with Steinbrenner gone. I don't hold anything against them because he was kind of tough to take. And if he's not your owner, you're going to hate him. And even if he is your owner, you're probably going to hate him. But yeah, I, mean, uh, I, I agree that the fans get a little, uh, full of humor. I've always There's said no- Yankee fans are not baseball fans. I know they're just, ba- they're just Yankee There's fans. Yankee I, fans. I, I do get that. Joe Connolly asks if the, if the Astros play the Dodgers, uh, of course, I'm going to root for the Astros. To me, that would be the most delicious story out there. Is that you know, and and maybe uh, maybe the ass maybe Carlos Correa hits a home run off Joe Kelly to win the series. And to <laughs> you me, want all uh, of that synchronicity, an under 500 team beating the Dodgers when hey. nothing should get in their way. Although the Braves, the Braves might. The Braves might make the series six, this uh, NLCS. It might go six with the Braves. Uh, Braves are five and zero with four shutouts. They have a point nine two ERA. That's true. Um, and they have given a good lineup. Thirty hits in forty nine innings. They've given up five earned runs and one home run in that period of time. You look at the Astros and the. To me, the Astros and the Braves are the two teams right now 
that you would say are playing the best, I think. Certainly Dodgers well, would play the well. Dodgers. Yeah, I would say yeah, the, the Dodgers, Dodgers are there as well. But maybe just a, a, a skosh below the shutout king Atlanta yes. Braves. That's just getting ridiculous. Um, also, before we move on with this Yankee lore, we'd lost Whitey Ford today. 91, 91 Whitey Ford years. If Whitey Ford had gone at 51, we'd have gone 51 Whitey Ford I mean, years. You know, you know, honestly. All the stories, Johnny, have him doing everything Mickey Mantle and Billy Martin did back in the right. day. Right. I think I just think all he, of the books we've all we both read, which are numerous oh, about, yeah. those, about those 50s and 60s Yankees, well, just even interviews with those guys when they got so old, it didn't embarrass them to admit it anymore. Yeah, yeah. We were just we were looking for tail and drinking like fish every day. We swam <laughs> we were, in a gin fountain. I mean, you know, those yeah, guys, they just we were them. drunk when we got to the ballpark. That's the thing. They were still drunk. They had they had, you know, indulged so heavily the night before. Yeah. And uh, poor Mickey, you know, didn't make it. Billy may have if he, you know, didn't, you know, have an accident when he was, I don't know, in his early 60s, a uh, car accident. And uh, and here's Whitey Ford <laughs> making it to 91. And it just is so tough because those players, you know, when they get into their late 80s, Willie Mays right now is 89. And yeah. again, here I go. But uh, <laughs> at some point they're going to go. You know, I mean, that is yeah. what happens. Well, yes, I think. Wow. There's, but I always think no, they can make at it. At some can, point, no, I they're going to go. They can, they can kind of they'll, come on. What do you want them to outlive you? No, no. I no, want the guys who you know. I want to see really? guys who broke in in the fifties to pass away before I do. For God's sake, yes, of course I do. No offense, but some of the Whitey forties, ten-time All-Star, six World Series, uh, still holds the Yankee record for wins with two hundred and thirty-six. Ten World Series wins, uh, which is a record. 33 and two-thirds scoreless innings in the World Series. Um, he has a record for World Series starts. He started 22 World Series games. Innings pitched 146 and 94 strikeouts. I mean, he was, or they said Don Larson. He was on that team with Don Larson, and he was um, yeah. head and shoulders better pitcher than Don Larson. Um, he's yeah. oh, just yeah. one of the all-time greats. So he and Yogi, Yogi has 10 wins as well. Yogi yeah. broke in uh, late 40s and got that first win uh, with them before they had that five, five, you know, year in a row streak. That will ne- that's another one that will never be. Yeah, I agree. Broken. I agree. Five World Series wins in a row. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. The Yankees just own baseball, John. They own baseball and they don't act like they own baseball. They act maybe some of their fans in their less than their better angels moments act like they are the best franchise in baseball and are the best team and have the best everything, but they don't act like they own it. They still act like they're part of a community of baseball teams, but they really, if you look at it, they own major league baseball. Every well, other team I, is just sort of hanging on going, oh, am I going to have a chance in this decade? It was just, well, if you just go, if you go back though in history, you know, uh, baseball, it, it's just such a different game in, in the fifties. There was a team from New York in the world series every year in the 1950s. How about that? How about that? Um, either the Dodgers, the giants or the Yankees and mainly the Yankees throughout pit, holding up their end of all of that. But, uh, it was it was just a different game you know there were two teams west of the mississippi i think at at a point it, it the game has changed a lot but you're right i mean they still remain they are the bell cow of major league baseball and they will always remain there because just the 
the endless parade of names. You know, every kid knows the name Babe Ruth, whether or not they know anything about Babe Ruth. Or Mickey Mantle. Or, right. And Babe Ruth's been dead since 1948, I believe. Um, nice job. I think that's the year. Well uh, done with the date, John Powell. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm, you just, that's, usually, that's usually you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And we're reminded by that, you know, yesterday the Don Larson thing, today Whitey Ford. On any given day, you've probably got some moment of Yankee history to that point. If you look this day in sports history from you know, May or April 1st to the end of October, there's probably a day in there where something happened uh with the Yankees at some point in time. And this is what I have to say. Yes, the Yankee fans can be hubristic. Yes, they can be annoying. Yes, they can be eye-rolling, all of those things, like all fans can be. Um, but at the same time, Yankee haters, there has to be a part of you that has – there has to be at least a slice of you. So maybe it's 5%. Maybe it's 10%. But that 10% needs to be 100% – uh, full of respect for the New York Yankees. If you're if you're a baseball, if you call your if you call yourself a baseball fan, you have to have that. Just like if you call yourself a baseball fan, you have to have that for the Dodgers as well. Well, I think I, I think there's a there's a great. I don't know who. And if you was, don't, you're not a baseball fan. I'm just, I don't, I'm just and you're not entitled to your opinion. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, uh, there's a great comment in the in the Ken Burns baseball series, which I go back to too often. And if if you haven't seen that and you're a fan, you really do need to go back and see it. It's great stuff. But talking about you know to to fully round out your fandom, there have to be teams that you hate. There have to be them, but you have to hate them with that respectful yes. hate. It's yeah. like I always said, and I've said this before, it's not fun for me when the Cowboys are 4-12. and 12. What's fun for me is when they're 12-4 and four and they get upset in the first round of the playoffs. Or, of course. you know, a, a bad Washington team upsets them, beats them during the season. That's, that's what's entertaining. You know, the down years of the Yankees, I didn't even think about them. In in the eighties, essentially, you know, there's and a point early, where they early nineties too, and like into Seinfeld. the early nineties. Yeah, the I didn't only even time you thought about them was Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. It's like I don't, I don't think about the Yankees. Who cares? They're an afterthought. But uh, you know, once they got good again, then it ramped up. And the Jeffrey Meyer thing for me is still a big one. It just sort of ramped up the the, the hatred for them. But it's a hatred that's born out of respect. To your point, it's uh, Jeffrey Meyer. So what was he? Maybe ten at the time. I think he was a little older. That's probably 12, 13. 12, maybe. and that was what, 95? No, that was more like 97. It was 97. 97, yeah. I think it's, you guys second. lost in the first round of the Yankees, and then the Yankees lost, I think, to Cleveland. I'm not sure how that worked, but let's say he's 12 and 97. That means he's 35. Yep, yep. And yep. wherever he is, I hope he's... You hope he's struggling. You hope he's I do. struggling. Yes, I do. I do. I'm, I'm a small, petty man. I'm a small, petty man. I think you went on to play college of baseball. Of AFR understand that about you. Yeah. Right yeah. Well, it's fine. I'm, I'm wearing on my sleeve. Quit, quit acting like you're better than me, people. None of you are better than anybody else. We've all got our crap. We all fall short, John. Yes. We all fall short. Exactly. And I think Jeffrey Meyer went on to play college baseball at St. John's or something, if, I, if I'm not incorrect. So, uh, whatever. I don't wish him. Poorly though, that was whoever the umpire was though should have been fired. You just hope, and, you just hope in, in life it's not easy for you. You hope he has to struggle a little bit. You're not hoping for any pain or or ill health or no. you know uh, you know huge desperate economic severity. You're not really hoping for any of that. You're just hoping that he has to struggle. Sure. You best struggle a little bit more than the average person. Just a yeah. little bit more than the you average. ruin people's lives. You ruin people's lives. Son, have you learned what you've done? The wrongness of what you've done. All right, so we have a progressive trivia from Tom Marino. We do. So I think we should do that now. We're, we're, Let's we're, do it. 
Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit more about baseball because I think this Braves Dodgers series, I know that you're saying, oh, the Braves could take it to six. I think the Braves could win this series. Um, I, of course, am rooting for that, obviously. Yeah. But um, I just don't. You just look at the Dodgers and they are just. Well, you just look at the Dodgers' recent history instead. Well, you can. <laughs> and Dave Roberts' recent history, which a lot of the fans are upset about. All right, look at this. This is Tommy's. Wow. This is Tommy's progressive trivia. Look All at right. Nice. All right. Look at Jeff. Look at Jeff making the grade on that one. All right. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Here we go. Played for four Major League Baseball teams, a 298 career hitter. Played, played in 17 seasons. Now, that's interesting because does that mean there might have been a period off there? Could he have gone to Japan, possibly? I'm thinking out loud. Played with Harold Baines and Goose Gossage. Now, not, I don't know if Tom is like us. Because if it were the truth, he would have played with Harold Baines and Goose Gossage in the minors. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to throw you off, but I don't know. Maybe that's a good guess. I don't know. I don't know who this is. You know who it is, right, Mark? It was. I don't. I you don't. don't either. Just Jeff. All right. Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> All right. Jeff's the only one All in right. the back, just smugly smiling in the back. That's great. Fair enough. We'll get to the Braves and the Dodgers in a minute, but let's talk about the one game still remaining in the in the division series, uh, this great series between the Yankees and the Rays. And, boy, I tell you, I, even if, you know, I, I wasn't nominally a bit of a Rays fan and hating the Yankees, it really – sorry to see either of these teams go moving on. Um Particularly because you got the Astros lying in wait, and I just, I just worry, I just worry. Um, tonight it's Garrett Cole and uh, uh, Tyler Glass. Now, great pitching matchup. Um, I because I'm me, I just assume the Yankees are going to win because mm. you know, 2020. Disasters happening yeah. everywhere. No, I but, uh, but 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 honestly, whenever I, tweet, whenever I text you about something I'm worried about in 2020, you said, "Ah, forget about it. Don't worry about it. I don't care. Why are you caring?" So you know. Yeah, I know. I don't know. But uh, but the same I'm, way as you are, it just is applied to different things. I know. I know. I but I honestly, if I had to make, uh, if I had to put money on it right now, I would take the race. That's interesting because it's it's. Uh, again, if you ask any Yankee fan, if you ask any baseball writer, if you ask any an, uh, analyst of this, this is why they picked up Garrett Cole in the offseason. Sure. Yeah. Great. This move. is why they did it. He is pitching in game five to get them to the ALCS where they have game, you know, where they, they he's going to at least get two starts, even with those small amount of rest because he's pitching in the last game of the series because it's a seven gamer. This is why they did it. They are where they want to be. They have a chance to close out the race. And to me, it's just one more nail in the free agent coffin, if you will, if this doesn't happen. Because Garrett Cole was lights out last year, had a tough start this year, and a lot of, I, I think, a lot of early season struggles or when you first got back to the bubble with the NHL or the NBA can be attributed to just what the hell is happening in our world. And how do I get back into this after all this time down? Right. And, but by September, he had a lights out September. Garrett yeah, Cole. he did. He, he is pitch. He is playing how he should be playing. So we, we will see now. And the Astros of course got to the world series last year. Uh, let's see how, how he does. This is, this is why they brought him in. I and think if they don't win, it's another nail in the free agent coffin in terms of, you know, this is this is not necessarily the answer to a team wanting to win a championship. 
I think uh, the reason that I lean towards the Rays in this is I think all, I think the pressure sits squarely on the Yankees in, in some ways for what you just talked about is that, you know, no, no one expected this Rays team to be you know, – they're always competitive and we know they have talent. But I also think that the Yankees in these situations feed off of the uh, the energy in a stadium – whether it's Yankee Stadium or otherwise, I, I, they love to shut the crowd up and they love to get the crowd going. And I think that that negatively affects the teams that they're playing because the teams that they're playing know what you were just talking about, about they are, you know, they are Major League Baseball in many ways uh, for, for any generation growing up. You, you know, kids have Yankee hats in Iowa and Montana and they don't have Baltimore Oriole hats in those places or even Boston Red Sox hats for that matter. Um, so I really think it's just the situation is going to work against New York. And I think it's a I think it's a Tampa team. Again, we talked about teams in the same division playing. I think they are less um, intimidated by it. They, they, they know what to expect. And that's why I'm I, inexplicably. I know and everybody's going to vote against me. I think Tampa wins this game. Well, uh, the first game against Tampa for Garrett Cole wasn't great. Uh, for him in, in terms of his stats, he had a 4.50 ERA. He pitched uh, six innings, gave up three runs. I mean, it's a quality start, quote unquote. Sure. Last year with the Astros, he ran through the ALDS. He ran, he had a zero ERA in the ALCS. He had a three point something ERA in the World Series, but he had 36 something innings and seven uh, earned runs. You know, this guy is doesn't, as a rule, doesn't choke right. in the postseason. So, uh, that for that reason, for that reason, I'm going to go with the Yankees, and I think that I think they can smell blood in the water. They to to me, it's fair. The pressure to, the pressure's on the Rays because yeah. they could have closed this thing out and they didn't. They could have. Uh, I also think the the Rays left a lot of guys on bases yesterday. There were so many opportunities for them, and I just don't think they're going to do that again. And if you look back through the season, they really didn't have back to back games where they did that sort of thing. So. You know, I'm just and, and maybe I'm just grasping because all of the points that you're making are, are good points. Uh, but I just uh, I still think that the the pressure is on New York. Uh, the, the great thing about this is neither of these teams, you know, if somebody goes up five to nothing. Nobody's out of it in this, even with the great pitching on the on the mound, because these guys have come up with timely hitting um, and had big innings. Both of these teams. Uh, in, well, in the postseason. And, and, and what I like about this is that both the Yankees and the Rays you know, have pretty complete teams. You could argue that their frontline pitching for the Yankees is maybe a little thinner, but their bullpen is one of the best in Major League Baseball. They have sure, one of the yeah. best lineups, obviously. The Rays are pretty complete. The Astros, you know, they were 29-31, but <laughs> that's a complete team. The right. Dodgers are a complete team. And the Braves. The Braves had this run of shutouts in the ALDS and the, uh, and uh, I'm sorry, the, whatever you call it, the first series and then the uh, NLDS and, and they have a great lineup as well. They have yeah. a great lineup. Right. Their so pitching was the question. We're see some great baseball, John. The Pelton. pitching was yeah. the question for the Braves. That's the, that's exactly. the thing people all exactly. talked about coming into this. Well, you know, that's a really good lineup. But, and then the Braves are getting guys like Travis Darno stepping up and having just you know, that's the other thing about what's great in these baseball playoffs is that, yeah, okay, the Aaron Judges of the world. But what happens is, is like a Brett Gardner will have five RBI in a game or something like that. It's a guy you don't expect stepping up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the Braves certainly have that. So, uh, so you expect you expect the Rays yeah. to win. Slightly and leaning Rays. 
So I expect the Yankees to win. So I mm-hmm. think it's going to be Yankees Astros, which I think will be great because frankly, I'll be happy with either because if the Yankees win, of course, it's what we wanted with the Yankees in the world series, perhaps against the Dodgers. And if the Astros win, because I, I completely expect the Dodgers to be in the World Series this year, even okay. though I'm glad they're playing the best. The, they're playing clearly the second best team in the National League. There's no doubt. At least about play it. right now. I agree. Yeah. And uh, at least that's happening. So they're going to have to, you know, it's not Milwaukee or um, <laughs> now the Padres were a good team, but boy, they ran over them. And, uh, you know, they had a tough game game, too. But boy, Cody Bellinger, man, with uh, his hitting and his fielding. At any rate, uh, it would be great to see the Astros Dodgers or it would be great to see the Yankees Dodgers. So if that's the ALCS, I'll be very happy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's all about the long game, uh, John. It's all about who's going to play the Dodgers and what's going to be the best story. I know. All right, let's move on. Let's give our second set of clues to our progressive trivia. Then we'll move on to the NFL after a really interesting game last night and a game where we can say one of our favorite phrases, pump the brakes. All right, but first let's get our uh, (laughs) – Pump the brakes at the quarter pole, people. Let's say uh, the rest of our clues. All right, here's our first set of clues. Once again, played four Major League Baseball teams, 298 career hitter, 17 seasons. Played in 17 seasons. Uh, played with Harold Baines and Goose Gossage. Moving on to our second. Led the league in triples and stolen bases three times. A thousand plus career RBI. Zero postseason appearances. And a nine-time All-Star. Wow. Okay. Can you go back to the first set of clues? Uh, I guess. Yeah, four okay, amazing. There's 298, uh, 17 seasons, played with Harold Baines and Goose Gossage. Uh-huh. Zero postseason appearances. Huh. Wow. Huh. Interesting. Don Mattingly? I don't know. To throw that out there, I don't think it's Don Mattingly. But I don't think he had that many triples. No, I don't think so either. But you know, they always surprise you in that because guys like early on. So like, remember, we used to have an old uh, Hank Aaron thing, and uh, when Hank Aaron was younger, he was a great base runner, and he stretched a lot of you know people remember him when he was you know in his late thirties and early forties just hitting home runs. But I thought, oh, maybe that's a little confusing. But it is not Don Mattingly. All right, it's a good about, one, Tommy. It's a good. It one. It is a good one. It's a really good one. Um, let's talk about. Uh, the NFL for a minute, some interesting games coming up. I want to touch on this Sunday, but last night's game between a very entertaining football game um, between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears. And Mark, you know, my one of my favorite things in the NFL, what I think is the sign of a good coaching staff is being able to make adjustments. And early on in that game, it looked like Chicago was going to get boat raced. Yep. I looked by New England. I agree. they were they were gashing them on the ground. That is a Chicago defense that everybody going in said, well, you know, they're, you know, offensively, they may be a mess. Who knows with Foles because it's feast and famine. And we saw more of that last night as well. But uh, that's a really good defense. And boy, they the Bucks just look like, you know, they could not be stopped. A um, couple of times the Chicago defense, though, started to show it by holding them to field goals. But then they made adjustments and. That was a rough, rough night for Tom Brady. And, you know, we're going to focus on the fact that he lost track of a down um, at a point. But I think the, the story of that is that as with any quarterback, and even if you're the greatest, if you're getting punched in the mouth on a consistent basis, you're probably going to struggle, struggle offensively. He had some drop passes as well. 
Uh, some guys dropped some passes as well. But uh, and then Nick Foles got hot, <laughs> as, as, you know, because he can. He's got a little. As he got, does against Tom Brady. Yeah, and it's it's just sort of an Eli Manning thing too. It's like you know he'll go through two series and he's completing twenty two percent of his passes and he looks off and then something something will happen. Maybe he makes adjustments or the offense makes adjustments and he looked terrific. That was a really really good win for the Chicago Bears last night and I think ultimately Mark might be a good loss for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because I think there might have been a situation down there where they were starting to read their press. And they did not appear buttoned up last night. A lot of penalties. Penalties probably the thing that killed them in the end in that game. And Eleven penalties. Yeah, um, they were banged up a little bit. You have to. Yeah. You have to say that Chicago clearly has shown that they have a pretty good defense this year, and they were able to tighten everything up. But you got to remember the the Bears took the lead, and then and then Brady brought the team right back down to to take another lead with a field yeah. goal. Yeah, and then the Bears got another field goal and. I, you know, I, I, I think, you know, Tom Brady, you know, messed up in that one play, but his numbers are not that bad. And he was in that game. I just think there's two things going on here is that the bar is so high for Tom Brady that if he doesn't win every single regular season game, we think something's wrong. There's a decline. He's 43. And I think there's also a narrative out there that is looking for anything to undercut Tom Brady. Agreed. Agreed. I just think, I just think, you know, people were putting the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl, and I think it's like, well, well let's hold on a second here, guys. I, because I, I was I was singing their praises. I know that. I would be concerned because, again, they were running the ball so well early, and Chicago was able to clamp down on that. And the minute they were able to clamp down on that, and I don't know what they did or what adjustments were made, but they stopped that, and then they were, be, they were able to tee off because, again, it's a good defense, people could, based on – what they can do uh, putting pressure on the quarterback. And Khalil Mack had a couple of plays yesterday where he just he's still just such a handful. I think they had a rookie tackle against him, and at one point he body slammed the poor kid. Um, I, 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 think, I, think they're a good, I think they're a good team. I think they will continually get better. But And Aikman said it last night on a number of occasions, no preseason games. And I guess Tom Brady even admitted that. I wish I'd have – I hate preseason. I wish I'd have had those four games – you know, admitting that they're still not 100% there. And I think defensively, um, they're a little porous at times defensively. Um, and I think that, that it, it, at least right now, says to me, they may, they may not be as good as, as Green Bay. I, I just think that uh, if you look at the history of the New England Patriots, now granted it's a different organization, different, different coaching staff, but there are plenty of times in September and or October where the Patriots would lose a game where it seemed like either they didn't show up or they made some inexplicable mistakes or they just looked like they were as buttoned up, as you say, as they could have been. And I look at this Tampa Bay team as as a team like that, that they've got all kinds of things going. It's just going to take them a little bit of time to get all of their stuff together. Did I think that they were on the track of doing that? Yes. Uh, do I think that, to your point, this is going to help them accelerate that process? Yes, okay. I think you know. And now they're you know they're tied for the lead with uh, with New Orleans, uh, assuming New Orleans wins this weekend. And uh, it, you know, it's the race we thought it was going to be in the NFC South. Yeah, I think they lose Vita Vea though. Their uh, their nose tackle, yeah, nose they're, guard, they're banged up, bro- broken ankle, uh, and he has been playing at a Pro Bowl level. Um, they uh, you know again defensively they showed they showed some holes. 
the offensive line, which had start looked like it had started coming together. Boy, yeah. once once they yeah. made the, the the changes on defense, they struggled, and you could see that. Well, um, to your point, the sh- Chicago has great edge rushers, a great edge rusher in Mac. Uh, if they know they can tee off because they've got the run bottled up, you're right. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. yeah. So it's uh, you know, uh, Tampa Bay, a, a a a good football team in my mind, and one of the better teams in the NFC. But I think penciling them into the Super Bowl, I think what last night showed was, you know, there are ways to beat that team. And I don't think slow any your of roll. Nice slow your roll. I, I certainly don't think Chicago is a championship ready team, though they're we have one. They're four and one. And, you know, Nick Foles, <laughs> at, as we Foles. saw last night, man, it is just so there are times where he looks like I believe Trevor Lawrence will look in the NFL <laughs> confused. Uh, unable to hit the open man. Again, again where's the year in the headlights outside of the fact that in your mind, he believes in the fairy tale outside just, of that. Nothing to do with it. That is no, nothing. I, know. I just Come think, on, I think it's overhyped. Being, I think he's you're, overhyped. You're, you're not being forthright with, I us. think he's overhyped. Why? I think he's overhyped. I think Based he's overhyped. I just do guys that tall just don't have that kind of success. He's a little gawky. He's going <laughs> to tiny right, ankles. Enough. He's going to, you know, he's going to break thing. down. He's, he's Dan McGuire. He's Dan McGuire. He'll, Fair enough. He'll play 11 seasons. He'll be a solid backup. He'll get two playoff starts. Um, in the end, his interception to touchdown ratio, he'll have, you know, three or four more touchdown passes than interceptions. He'll lead the NFL in fumbles lost two, three seasons. Um, if he gets any hardware, it'll be like Bernie Kosar as a backup on a team for somebody else. So, you know. All right. Fair enough. That, that, that's like my it. feeling. And you have laid out his career. You have laid out. Oh, I've got it all figured out. Oh, you really almost, have. It, you know, almost as much as we had with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, Manning. Which... <laughs> Lenny, Lenny Rowe has a completely different outlook on uh, on Trevor Lawrence's future. I, yeah. Well, well, oh, to the Giants. Uh... And then to the Super Bowl immediately. Yeah, no, not going to happen. First of all, the Giants to the Super Bowl. Is he going to play on the defensive line? Is he going to play, you know, he'd have to play a few more places. Could you combine the two teams in New York with the two coaching staffs? Could you go eight and eight? No, (laughs) no, 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 no. no. It might be difficult. My my goodness. All right, let's talk about a couple more of these NFL games, uh, Mark. And if you have any that you wanted to talk about. I got a lock and a shock. Uh, I have a lock and a shock as well, and you'll be shocked by my shock, quite frankly. Really? Yes, you'll be shocked. I doubt it. Want to talk about Las Vegas? I'm really shocked with what you do, John Pelkey. Las Vegas at Kansas City, 12 and a half points the Chiefs are given. I think that's a lot. I think this Las Vegas team is is game. Uh, I think they can play with you. Um, They both played New England. That's their common, uh, the the common team against them. Obviously, the... uh, it was a Cam Newton-less New England that we got in Kansas City. But I think if you look at their performance against those teams, I think I don't think that Las Vegas is going to win the game, but I do not think this is a double-digit victory by Kansas City. Fair enough. I, um, you know, back in the day, this was one of those games you'd throw the record books out because mm-hmm. it was such a heated rivalry for decades. But um, last year, I think last time they were at Arrowhead, the Raiders lost by, 
I don't know, 178 points. I believe it was 179. 179. I apologize. And um, I don't think that's going to happen this time. And the Chiefs, you know, they're able. It's Missouri, so they have people. I know they had about 16 or 20,000 last time. I think they're probably going to pack them in at this point. Sure. And um, and that place can get loud, even with a third of the. It can. It can. And I like the Raiders. I think their game. I agree with you on that. I just don't think. I just don't think they have enough to stay with them. Now, I, I know the Kansas City defense has, has improved to a, a bit, but I still think that uh, Derek Carr's having a pretty good year, um, and uh, John Green's pretty good offensive mind for one game. I think you saw the blueprint from New England last week. Now, you don't necessarily have the people to do it. Uh, the same people, certainly. But uh, I just think, I think Las Vegas is going to keep this game a lot closer. Than, uh, than the 12 and a half points. That's my well, well, my shock, and I'm going back to what I did last year all the time, and uh, actually I did the first game of this year, is that uh, Miami goes to San Francisco, and I know mm-hmm. they're going across the country, but the Niners are favored by nine. They were favored by eight, oh, by the way, against the Eagles, lost that game. Mm-hmm. And um, the Niners are still banged up. I think Garoppolo was still up in the air. And I think that uh, before you make this, uh, it came out today that he's most likely to play. Well, again, he okay, fair enough. It's Friday. Most likely. What does that mean? Does that mean he's like questionable or or, uh, I'd say if he's questionable, he's going to play. If he's if he's if he's if they're still calling him questionable and not out, he's probably going to play this weekend. And it and and it we'll see what they have running game wise. We'll see what they have offensive line wise. It's the same thing that happened against the Eagles. As a matter of fact, John is that the Eagles were able to shut down the Niners running game, and then they were able to tee off on poor Nick Mullins, and he right. made some some uh, you know fatal mistakes, fatal in in the relative sense of a football game. And um, no one. I don't, I don't think no you one, have to. Is there some reason you have to qualify that? Has there been, uh, has know, there been a I call? I mean, I get the in when, when Kellen age, Winslow Jr. did the whole thing. We're going to war. This is war, and people had yes, an issue with that, which is exactly. Exactly. I mean, all. you know, I think I'm we all do. With, and I should. Are, are your family guy. and friends going to be? I, I'm an old. I'm an old white guy. I'm gun shy. Anything I say is going to be like, eh, you know, you shouldn't say that anymore. You probably true. More than likely true. So, what's your lock then, Johnny? My lock is Seattle. Um, well, that's I just, lock. well, yeah. And, uh, good bet to lock them every time seven points. Yeah. They're going to be Minnesota by seven points. And, and, that's a good pick. And, yeah. I, I think it is. My shock is, uh, I think the Washington I thought, football, said, I thought you just said your shock was Las Vegas over Kansas city. No, I didn't know. That's not what I said. I said I had shocks and locks later, but that that was a game I wanted to talk about. You don't listen to me. I don't, you don't listen to me. No, you're right. We'll go back to the tape and check. No, I, I 100% know. Yeah, we can go back to the tape and check. I 100% know that I said, yes, I have shocks and locks. I said, but I want to talk, and I'll get to those later. But I wanted to talk. I had four games I wanted to talk about. Now you've thrown that off the rails once again, your undying desire to, to, to ruin me, for God's sake. <laughs> Good Lord. That's, you know, you, you, when you keep I, saying I, that, when that. Go ahead, Jeff. I I went back to the tape. I I just can't tell. I can't tell. Yeah. There was a, there were a lot of words there. I wasn't yeah. able to tell. The best it's words. tough. They were the you best know, words. CNN right. would have one opinion. Fox would have another. No, I'm sorry. We would just never know. We I'm would just sorry. never know. You go back because the first thing I said was I have a shock and locks. I'll give you later, and my shock is going to surprise you. That's what I said. But then I said I want to talk about the the loss because I don't think Las Vegas is going to beat. Uh, and my my shocks. I, I, I tried to do. 
you know, a win for my shock. Not they're going to cover sort of thing okay. or whatever. Uh, I just think that 12 and a half is a big number. And I think uh, Las Vegas is, is a little better team than that. That's my thing. My shock. Right. Yes, sir. <sighs> yeah. Well, you, walk- know, you give me too much credit when you say I constantly undermine you because that would require a lot of effort. Because you're kind of wily, you know, you're kind of wily, John Pelkey. <clears throat> and for me to constantly figure out how to undermine you, it's we just figured it out. You're just trying a lot of credit. Yeah, you're you're the coyote. You're trying. Yeah, you but keep again, trying. The coyote is full of effort. Well, I, that's true. Well, I, I think there's no, some I'm effort not, into it. I am not a guy that keeps trying. I think you wake up in the morning, have your customary couple of pops, uh, you know, and uh, and you just think. How am I going to, I know I'll make him write a progressive. I'll say, no, no, I don't have a progressive. And then I'll present that someone else is at a progressive. I'll take up some of his valuable time. Sure. And that's how, because you know, that's it. Don't waste my time. It's all I, I don't want. Don't waste my time. Sure. sure. What's my, your shock? John? My shock is that I think the Washington football team is going to beat the Rams. Whoa. Cause I think it's the Rams going on the road. Um, Washington uh, has made a, a quarterback change. Um, I think that part of the problem, I don't think I, I don't think Dwayne Haskins is in a was in a good situation for him. I don't throw a lot of blame towards Dwayne Haskins. I know there's been some talk that since he got the starting job, he hasn't worked as hard. I, I don't you know, again, that situation. I did not like that draft choice in the beginning because I thought he was a guy who was way too much of a project. I think he has the skills. He could be good, but he needed something like Tua's getting in Miami, which is keep him on the bench for an extended period. of time. We'll see how long that lasts for Tua. But keep him on the bench. Uh, he didn't start that many games in college. Um, I don't think that's a good situation. But more importantly, Sean McVay's teams have trouble when they play teams that can get after the quarterback. And Chase Young is coming back from his injury. And by all reports, he's doing very well. I think we saw from that Washington defense, they're, they're a little susceptible on the, on the back end. But they can get after you. I think Washington will have a more balanced offense that doesn't turn the ball over and i think they pull off the upset on the with the nfc west team coming east uh that's what i see as a shock and you know i never pick my team never pick my team see i I don't i just don't agree that you know uh, if if dwayne haskins couldn't figure it out do you think kyle allen could well kyle allen started a harder worker than dwayne he he was already in that system he was already in that system. system with Ron Rivera in, in Carolina last year and started games and played well in that system. And it's, you know, it's he played okay. He didn't play well. If you look at his entire season, he, well, did he, not he, play he well. played well enough to make Cam Newton a questionable future in Carolina. He, he, I remember there being a decent amount of hype around him coming in to replace Cam Newton. There I don't was, think he's, he, he had a few games up front that he was good at, and then the Niners, uh, they came to San Francisco, and they just destroyed him. And then from then on, well, he was highly the, mediocre. By the way, the, the 49ers, and boy, shoehorn a few more 49er points into the, the show, will you? The 49ers were the NFC champions last year. They were really, really, really good football team, and that's going on the road again to the West Coast. And again, part of my... <laughs> As the, as the Giants ad goes on, part of my reasoning is that, you know, West Coast teams coming east, uh, it's sometimes a problem for them. And if you look at Sean McVay's teams, when those offenses struggle, and this goes back to when Sean McVay, McVay was the quarterback coach for the Washington football team, it's when you have teams that can get a lot of pressure. And Washington, with four, can get a lot of pressure, and I think they can dial up. in L.A., though, Johnny, with Aaron Donald, you know, Aaron Donald, he, 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 you know, that's he, he, 
He did. Yeah, no. One one of the one of the rates. Yes, absolutely. But I just it, it's all right. Well, I hope that happens. I that's hope my right. shock. That's my shock. I, and I, I think they keep right. pace. I think they keep pace in the now Philadelphia Eagle led NFC East. Fair enough. I would love to see it. I would absolutely love to see it. Um, anytime an NFC West team can lose. And so your lock is Seattle. Lock is Seattle. You wanted to talk about four games, so let's talk about those four games, John. Well, we're, we're going to jump. I do not want to do anything else that would that would in any way give you the perception, because that's all it is, that I'm undermining you. Well, we're going to skip actually some of the games for time's sake. We're we're not going to talk. We're not going to talk about the Chargers in New Orleans because that seven and a half for New Orleans. I I know the Chargers have lost. I believe their last three. They did name Justin Herbert as their starting quarterback. Yeah. Yes. I think I, I I think New Orleans has has issues defensively clearly, and I think Justin Herbert has shown where there may be some bad throws, but he has shown that he's kind of made for a shootout. That's kind of the guy that he is at this point. He may not be able to efficiently run the offense with you know the completion percentage that you want yet, or all the checkdowns. But if it's go back and sling it, I, I think he's game, and I think they're gonna they're gonna be a handful for. Uh, for New Orleans, really do think they're going to be a handful. So uh, the injury report for the New Orleans Saints, do we have that with Michael Thomas? Do we know if he's going to be back? I didn't see anything prior there's, to. There's no, there's no word on him yet, but he's questionable, not doubtful. And he was, so that's a good right, sign for New lim- Orleans. Limited in practice is all I've seen so far. Uh, he was limited in practice going into last week, too, if I'm not mistaken. So that's actually a better sign going into this week that he was practicing limited in two weeks straight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, should, should we... Uh, you have a lock. I'll give you my lock. I think Dallas beats the New York Giants by more than eight and a half. It's a good. That's it's not bad. You know, and everyone's going to talk about the the Cowboys are back, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, this would be a game where they would they would do that. This would be a game oh, yeah. where you, where you could see that, and they could put they could put a bunch of points on the board. I don't think anybody doubts oh. they could put a bunch of points they on the board. Certainly can, and even though they're poorest defense, you know. The poor New York Giants just don't have much of an offense. So yeah, and I don't think that I don't think that the New York Giants can put even a, a modicum of you know if if they could get they can't 20 score points. three touchdowns. Yeah, they can't score yeah. three touchdowns. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be tough. So so that's a pretty good call. The other games I wanted to talk about were uh, Indian Cleveland and Buffalo and Tennessee. Uh, Indian Cleveland is a really really interesting uh, football game. Uh, I will say this about Cleveland. I I, I think Indianapolis is wins the game. I know it's in Cleveland, but Cleveland's defense has given up 330 passing yards per game. Yeah. Um, I, uh, now they run the ball much better than Indianapolis does. So Indy's going to have to improve on the ground, I think, and keep the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands um, and and the Cleveland offense. But I, I just, I think that defense that Cleveland pass defense is way too porous and Indy's offensive line is good. Philip Rivers is having a Philip Rivers year, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, I think if he stays away from the Philip Rivers like interception, which is the late in the game, bad, you know, pick six or whatever, I, I think Indianapolis is a better team. It's a good football game, though. There's no doubt. I about agree. It. Fun, fun game with two uh, unexpectedly three and one teams. We've got the uh, we've got a Pittsburgh special from Lenny. He thinks Philly's going to go into the. Uh, into Pittsburgh 
and beat the Steelers. I, you know, the Steelers I, are favored by seven, and this is the uh, this is the um, the Tomlin specially calls it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go against Lenny in this, and I did look. at I that. I would not either, Johnny. I did look at that and think, you know. Uh, I know Pittsburgh, particularly under Tom, has those games. You know they will lose a game that they shouldn't lose. Um, so that that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, put, put everything on it, folks. Put just yeah. slide everything. your chips to the middle of the table. Everything on Philly beating Pittsburgh because Lenny is uh, remarkably pre- prescient when it comes to Pittsburgh trends, Steeler trends, Tomlin um, trends as well. Buffalo and Tennessee, if that game gets is played, I think it's moved to Tuesday now. We had a Tuesday yeah. night football game, Buffalo That's a and good Tennessee game as well. I mean, two undefeated teams. Yeah, two undefeated teams, uh, and it has every indication that it will be a shootout. Yeah, you know what? I can't get over this, but I'm still reticent on t- Tennessee. I don't know why, John. I'm not on Buffalo. I think Buffalo has a. They were already having a good team last year. And now their quarterback is coming into his own, and their offense is coming into their own. Their their defense was already pretty, pretty stout. I like Buffalo. I think Buffalo's for real. I not. I don't know what it is about Tennessee. I'm just not buying it yet. I yeah, I, I know what it is. It's hard to get behind a quarterback that struggles in one situation and then moves to a new one. And even when he starts to have success. It's still hard. You still think of that guy as being the guy that wasn't good in Miami and uh, Tannehill. And we talked about that, though. You know, he didn't have a lot of starts in college when he got to Miami. The situation there, the the coaching changes, the consistency of the coaching changes. You're right, Jeff. I mean, I know that's part of it, you know. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I like Buffalo, too. I just think in a shootout, which I think this game is going to be, I just think Buffalo is probably – they're eight-point favorites in the game, but I think they're at least – They're better equipped. uh, Yeah, and I just think they're – they may not cover, but I think think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I think Buffalo Buffalo ultimately wins it. If if they can keep the score down, if the Tennessee defense can do that – then they certainly have a good shot at winning. I think eight's a kind of a big number on that. Obviously, well, Vegas, and they're, yeah, because they're not at full strength. That's the thing. Tennessee's well, and we don't know what they're going to be. Well, at. Tom, Tom just said AJ Brown looks like he's going to play, so they would be closer to full strength, and that's a big weapon. Yeah, yeah. If if they can avoid any more positive tests, that's why it's been pushed back to uh, to Tuesday. Um, and uh, boy, I tell you, teams turning on them too. <laughs> Everybody's saying they should just forfeit. Uh, yeah. Um, and I get it. Yeah. Uh, we we talked yeah. about that before. No, uh, NFL's getting to the point now where we had some Jets guys test, test positive. They're going to have to look into whether they have the ability. And it seems like maybe they do have the ability to extend the season a bit uh, and uh, maybe wipe out some bye weeks and, and go a little bit deeper. Um, but they're going to have to be careful. They're only going to be able to do that for a little bit longer. Uh, so, yeah, they don't have a whole lot of room, but they have some. You're some right. wiggle room to this point. But, uh, it, again, it, it's it's heartening, actually, how other teams are coming down on Tennessee because they are what we talked about. Yeah. Breaking protocol, causing yeah. – you know, the, the, the disease is out there. You can catch it. You can be unlucky in that respect. But the breaking protocol thing, now other players are getting angry about it, too. So it, I think it's going to yeah. lock everybody down it, a little it bit. It threatens all of their careers. Yeah, because guys are saying they're yeah. not going to get game checks. Yeah, you know, they're, exactly. the, the way the bargaining agreement is if they're forfeits, they don't get game checks for things or lose money. And yeah, yeah. So. 
you know, so, you're going to be pissed as well. Uh, I will say this, Jeff, to your point, it's probably true uh, about Ryan Tannehill. And I shouldn't be that guy because one of my favorite players of all time is Jim Plunkett. And he was not successful with New England. And he had some success with, with uh, San Francisco, but not much. And he was a guy that really was viewed as a number one bust. overall bust. Yeah. And he came into Oakland like, oh, God, really? He's going to take over for Dan Pastorini? Good luck, Raiders. You know, two Super Bowls later, there you have it. And yeah. it's like, yeah, but I could tell you, I could tell you what that first season before they won that first Super Bowl, they were going into weeks, and people were probably thinking, ah, they're 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 not that great. They get plunk at a quarterback. Forget about no, it. They were thinking about eighty. What I'm saying is that there probably were people that were doubting them, like me, oh, yeah. like I am with Tennessee, and I maybe I should rethink that. Maybe I should like give Tannehill a. You know, there's nothing, nothing against Ryan Tannehill at right. all. I thought he, I was rooting for him. They were 11 and five, uh, like his second year in the league with them, with the Dolphins. So I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, so trust Tennessee, you know, Vrabel though, is, looks like he's a pretty good coach. Let's get to the, he does. Maybe it's the ex players that, uh, for, for Belichick, just stay away from those, uh, there stay you away go. from those assistant coaches for God's sake. There you go. That's the key. That's the key. Yeah. They were coached by Belichick. They didn't work with him. You right. Know, there it is. There it is. All right. Let's uh, let's give the final three, uh, excuse me, four clues for our progressive trivia. Uh, here we go with the first eight played for four major league baseball teams, a 298 career hitter played in 17 seasons, played with Harold Baines and Goose Gossage. All right. Led the league in triples and stolen bases three times, thousand plus career RBI, zero postseason appearances and nine time all star. That's remarkable. Finished in the top five for MVP four times, never won. Nicknamed the Cuban Comet. Uh, led the league in hit by pitch ten times. Played in both the NL and the AL. He's been on 15 Hall of Fame ballots and never inducted. Do you know now, Mark? I but don't. I should know the Cuban Comet. As, as should I. I no. All right. Uh, well, Good job, shit. Tommy. You've, you've yeah. stumped us. We really have. Uh, let's jump just really, really quickly, uh, to, I just want to quickly touch on, uh, on the NBA finals tonight's game. It's been a nice run Miami, but, uh, be, be, be nice to see LeBron lift the trophy at Disney. I just, I, I, I'm, you know, would I be shocked if Miami pulls out a win? Sure. But I mean, I just think this, this is the Lakers championship to win. And I think they will. And I think they'll do it tonight. Well, um, I do too. He's three and zero in closeout games in the final, which no one else is. Um, he has he's second in assists all time in postseason play. He's sixth all time in postseason rebounds, sixth. And I think he is, uh, you know, a thousand or two thousand points ahead of anyone else in uh, overall points in the postseason. Uh, he has had a remarkable, remarkable career, and then he will add to that by winning his third, his fourth championship with his third team. No, no one has won championships with three teams. Uh, I expect them to win. I expect AD to step up. Uh, if AD has a really good game, he may even get the MVP for the for the finals. I don't think anyone cares about that, but Skip Bayless will. He'll mention it. Skip Bayless will mention that they're wearing the Mamba uniforms and they shouldn't. It's like, why? Why shouldn't they? He <laughs> Kobe died this year, and yeah. they're honoring them this year. Yeah, what if they lose? What if they lose? It, I don't know why I, I listen to all this stuff. Am I mistaken? 
Am I mistaken in thinking that Robert Ory won with three different teams? I think he only won with two. He didn't win with Houston? I think he did win with Houston. So that'd be and Houston, San Antonio, and L.A. And I think he won with L.A., but that's oh, a good so that's go. an outstanding, outstanding uh, point there. And Robert Ory very, very well may have may have done that. So we can look well, that I'm up. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Robert Ory is better than LeBron James. Sure. Why not? Why not? Well, hey, if you got a last shot in a game, who do you want to take it? Robert Ory or LeBron James? I He's think you want better than Paul Pierce, though. <laughs> Skip. Oh, my uh, God. But again, sixth. Sixth all-time right. playoff rebounds. In terms of a complete player, and, and everyone gets caught up in this whole GOAT thing with Michael Jordan. Let's forget about Michael Jordan. Let's just appreciate LeBron James in terms of what he is. I'm looking at Robert Ory right now, and, uh, yeah, I think he won with Houston, and he certainly won with the Lakers, and I think he won with San Antonio as well. So there it is. Um, so sorry about that. Yep, no yep, problem. He, did. he won two with San Antonio. He won three with L.A., and he won two with Houston. So I'm I'm wrong. There is more than there is someone else that has won three NBA championships. Uh, I think three. he's the one, though. I don't I don't know that there are any others. Well, yeah, I, and I mean, when you're talking about you're what you're talking about in LeBron is one of the all time greats. He becomes one of the all time greats, whereas Robert Ory was a great player. But I don't think anybody argues he's one of the all time greats. Still, though, one uh, it's like one Super Bowl to win. Who do I want? Eli Manning. One uh, one shot at the end of a, a, an NBA game to win it all, Robert Ory. Um, uh, let's see, we've got we've had a couple of guesses. Minnie Minosa is the guess that uh, that Lenny has for uh, for the uh, progressive, and then uh, Lenny's asking Bill Vexstunt. I can't remember his last name, and I don't know other than the Eddie he's, Goodell. He he's talking about many something. He couldn't remember oh, the. I don't the know the Minnie Minosa Bill Vexstunt, so I don't know. I know Minnie Minosa played in it when he was in his fifties, I believe, Mark. Uh, I, I'm not really kidding about that. There used to be a thing called the baseball Oracle on uh, yeah. baseballreference.com, And it was basically the Kevin, um, uh, uh, the actor, Kevin, why am I, why am I forgetting his name? Kevin Bacon. Yeah. The six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And that you could like every, any, any modern player could be like three degrees away from having played with Babe Ruth. And it's just because Minnie Minosa played for, uh, uh, for six decades or something. And maybe, maybe there was a Vex stunt when he was older. I don't know. I don't know what any of that's about. What I do want to talk about real quickly before we get out here is it's a good weekend in college football. It's kind of the first big weekend in college football with two games, particularly worth talking about number 14, Tennessee at Georgia, Georgia currently at number three, Tennessee is on an eight game winning streak. Uh, Now we should realize that their wins this year have been over winless Missouri and South Carolina, but they do look like a better team. Um, Georgia coming off the huge win over Auburn. I mean, they 27 to six, and it really wasn't that close. That most disappointing game I've watched in a lot that I'm looking forward to watching in a long time. I can see how people see this. This could be a letdown game for Georgia a little bit, but I, 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 I don't, I don't see this volunteer team at this point though. They are getting better. And I think there could be an argument this year. First time in a long time that the sec East may be a little better than the sec West. I think the SEC West is a top heavy, obviously, with Alabama. But I we saw what we, we've seen from Auburn. We know what Texas A&M is, though they've got a game against Florida this week that we'll see what happens there. Um, I think the said, SEC has some interesting matchups, some nice matchups. You know, you know, I like Tennessee, Georgia. That's a nice matchup. 
Florida, Texas A&M is a nice matchup. And the ACC has one nice matchup, which is, you know, Virginia Miami Tech, Clemson. North Carolina, Virginia. No, that's a great matchup. Yes. That is the game of the week. Absolutely. It's the next one AC, I was going to talk about. is an ACC matchup. And when's yeah. the last time we could say that, John? It was in the late 90s, early 2000s. Late 1890s. Uh, 1890s. The last time we said the ACC has the best matchup. And it's it's uh, Miami at Miami's number seven in the country yep. against number one Clemson, and I'm looking forward to that game. And I hope I really uh, am looking forward to a great game. I hope Miami keeps it competitive, and I hope Miami's you know right there at the end, ready to take that game. I hope Miami wins. I'll be the first one. I, to I say. hope Miami wins as well. But and expose, I just want a good football game for. I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask for the world quite yet. They're going to expose the. I have I have other prayers. I have well, other prayers that I'm asking for. I understand. That are I, that I. <laughs> I understand that. I will say this about Miami. I, I mean, I do like Miami. I think De'Eric King at quarterback makes Miami difficult for everybody. I think it's going to be a long night for the Clemson I defense. Agree. I think that's going to be tough. I do, however, think that the difference between this Miami defense and ones we've seen in the past is this is a, a Miami defense, particularly defensive line, that's big and muscular. Uh, I think a speedy defense like the Miami teams that we saw in the 90s would have had more success against Trevor Lawrence and that Clemson offense. Um, so I don't know that they can hold the, the the Tiger offense enough for that for the Miami offense to outscore them. Um, uh-huh. Oh, so so it's the uh, guy who's going to be a bust, but is still great. He's now. a great college player. Not going. It's not going to translate. Um, it, that that's what that's what I see. I think Miami's going to need to get a my a very Miami like defensive touchdown in this game, special teams touchdown, because I think 11 on 11 offense and defense at the end of the game, Clemson's just got a little more than Miami. That's my feeling. Yeah. Although the, the, uh, the wild card is King, this kid, and he's been under the radar because he was at Houston and no one really looked at him and he's, uh, he can, he can do it all, John. And he's, He's that wild card Russell Wilson-esque type of quarterback that you think you have him beat, you think you have him down, and he finds a way to get that first down. He finds a way to get the touchdown. He finds a way to win. I don't disagree. And that's that provides Miami an identity yeah. that they haven't had in a long, long time. And so all the other elements of the team sort of rise up to meet that. And um I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of excited. This is this is the first time I've been excited about a college football game this this year. Uh, one more one worth mentioning is Alabama at Ole Miss, uh, just because it's uh, it's a fun coaching matchup. Uh, I I don't I don't think that there's any way Lane Kiffin's Rebels can can beat Alabama, but I do think this may end up being one of those Alabama games, and we get them every year, usually a couple of times a year. That we're watching something else, and they break in because Ole Miss has gone up seventeen to three on Alabama. Upset watch, and at the end of the game, it's it's forty eight seventeen, forty eight twenty, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. I will. I think this is going to be one of those games where the first half is going to be just be a ball. But well, I, they, and they just gave, don't have the athletes. They gave you guys. They gave the Gators a nice first half. They did. They did. They're explosive on offense. He's incredibly creative on offense, and I think that gives. It's going to give the defensive coaches of Alabama uh, just uh, all kinds of headaches through a couple of quarters. Um, 
they'll miss a, a, they'll have a chance to score Mississippi. Ole Miss will have a chance to score towards the end of the first half to go up like three scores, and they'll they won't get the touchdown. They'll only get the field goal, and then Alabama will roll them in the in the third quarter. I, I hope they keep it close. I, again, I think it could be fun because that offense at Ole Miss. In two years, maybe you know what we're what everybody could be what Spurrier did to the SEC back in the nineties, but but we'll see. It is a fun weekend of college football, though. We finally this is the first monster weekend where we have we we know these teams that are ranked are good teams. They're not just ranked off po- pre- previous success. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm I'm like you. I'm looking forward to that Clemson Miami game. One hundred percent. We've got a we've got a three teamer from Lenny. He's taking uh, Tennessee. He's taking the points. Mm-hmm. That's twelve against Georgia. And I think that's uh, sort of where your argument was is that 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 might be a decent bet. Yep. He's taking Notre Dame over FSU. He's and he's giving FSU twenty points. Yeah. Poor FSU. We could, we could we could beat them. And the Alabama game uh, and Ole Miss. He's taking the over. So. Yeah, I think that's probably I think that's probably smart. I and think sixty six is the over. I think the under is going to look good in the first half. Everybody's going to be jumping on the upset upset alert. Should have taken the under, and then it's just going to seventeen to three, and then it's forty eight seventeen. Craig Carton just put down nine million on the. It, uh, I watched that by the way. That boo. You remember Craig Carton with the Boomer and Carton. Uh, yeah, I do talk show, and then he ended up going to jail because he had a uh, he went to prison because he had a gambling addiction. He was stealing money and this ticket scam thing. There's a documentary on it. it was on HBO. It was very interesting, very interesting. All right, let's get the answer to our progressive trivia. Stumped us, stumped everybody, I guess. Um, well done, out of Tom Marino. Wait till you find out what it's like though when they get it on the first set, Tommy. It's just not going to be as fun as this. All right, here we go. Played for four Major League Baseball teams. 298 career hitter. Played in 17 seasons. Played with Harold Baines and Goose Gossage. Led the league in triples and stolen bases three times. 1,000-plus career RBI. Zero postseason appearances and a nine-time All-Star. It's Mark and I at Castaway Key. Uh, finished in the top five for MVP uh, four times, but never and, won. And you know what that picture is from? Uh, that picture is from election party, 2012. Nope. That is from, uh, Edinburgh. Oh, that is Edinburgh. Okay. There you go. Nicknamed the Cuban Comet led the league and hit by pitch, uh, 10 times played in both the NL and the AL on 15 hall of fame ballots, but never inducted. The answer is actually Tom Marino is an overachiever. Yeah, he gave, he gave one additional. Oh, wow. Scouted by the infamous Abe Sapper. Played career spans 31 years. Once in a trade with early win. Career started in 49, ended in 1980. So it is actually the aforementioned. Yeah. Minnie Minosa. All right. So apparently Bill Vec as a put him in a game in the uh, the pinch hit in the 80s and he got a hit. And, and three times. I would never have known he led the league three times in triples. I would never have known he led the league three times in stolen bases. That's uh, wow, that's pretty so, remarkable. So you don't know who led the league in stolen bases and triples in the 1950s every year? Gosh, Mark, that's you're uh, you're you're no. I'm not just saying. Wasn't just, it, just you, you, don't, you don't need to you just dot dot dot. You're no. And wasn't and, it and Ricky I, Henderson? I What's that? that? Yes, wasn't, wasn't it Ricky, Ricky Anderson? Anderson? Yes, the old stolen bases at the at the ESPN club. I have four career stolen bases. Ricky Anderson. <laughs> <sighs> Ricky, which always bases. gave me my 
Ricky Ricky, Ricky Henderson once stole four bases in a game and in a uh, in an inning. Um, played in '76 and '80, according to Tom Marino. Mini Minosa. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, anything else uh, you want to talk about? We 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 brought up the 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 positive tests. I'm a little less optimistic that they get through the whole season than I was, um, but I still think that they're they they have reacted fluidly enough that they've got a good chance. I'm, I don't I don't think I'm worried that we're going to have a, a the season cut off and end, but I think we may run into a weekend that they may have to postpone everything. It's just the rapid testing isn't just isn't rapid enough. Um, it, it's it's hard when teams aren't bubbled. Um, it is. And, it's very and I, difficult. I, I think under so the best far, circumstance, you know, and it, as a rule, as a rule, the NFL isn't quite as agile as other sports. As a rule, they're a little locked into their ways of doing things. But I think so far, so good. I think uh, this was to be expected, just like in Major League Baseball is to be expected. And I think they're going to come through it. I think, you know, there's there's always going to be a week or two like there was in Major League Baseball where it's like, yee, yee, yeah. yee. And, and I, I, I appreciate that point of view, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to make it through it. I The only thing I want to say, John, I want everyone to appreciate this, that tonight we're going to see a Major League Baseball elimination game in the division series to see who goes to the champ, who goes to the championship series. And at the same time, we're going to see an elimination game in the NBA finals. Okay. Let's appreciate that right now because that will never, you know, <laughs> hope to God happen again. It is. I, that's the, that's the best thing about 2020 is how sports yeah. have converged. Together. We've had a couple of those. We've, we've had a couple of those. So, all right. Well, anyway, it is, it's a big weekend. Any way you look at it, because, uh, and let me add this, Johnny. I'm sorry. It's uh, it's an elimination game in Major League Baseball that involves the Yankees, and it's an elimination game in the NBA that involves the Lakers. So it's also iconic teams in elimination games in two sports that you know coincide only in the regular season and the final. They they never their postseasons never coincide. It's a good point. It's a good point. Big weekend in college football as well. So yeah, it's just uh, all kinds of fun. Uh, anything else before we before we get out of here? Any any anything you need to get off your chest? <laughs> any, you know, I've, we take I've, care of all because we we gone for a couple of days. Want to make sure you know there's anything you need to, to take care of all family business. No, yeah. I think most family business have been taken care of. This Lenny wrong. Uh, Lenny believing that the uh, Super Bowl will be in March. I don't. I don't. Well, I guess. I guess it's certainly a possibility. I would be interested to hear the NFL come out and say how. What's the latest they could push something? That that that's the question that we have now. How late could you push something? Uh, I think you could people, see first week in March Super Bowl possibly. People have chimed in about uh, uh, another deep dive. Lenny has said 1960. That's a fun year to explore. Uh, I don't know if anything's popped into your mind yet as well, John Pelkey. I will also say that. The real question is not if a Super Bowl will be in March, but is there anything sports-wise or, or otherwise that would surprise you at this point? Like if I were to th throw out any sort of a situation, is there anything that you would be shocked or surprised by at this point? I Maybe would, a pterodactyl coming into your yard, perhaps that might surprise you. I would uh, 
<laughs> That'd be cool. The pterodactyls. Well, for a up? while, it'd be cool when you first That'd saw be it. So and random. Then clearly, not be cool. I don't know. I'm kind of an animal person. You know, you you'd have an issue. There'd be you're a little bit of a scaredy cat when it comes to the animal. Animals have a tendency to like me. Sure, I get you. You know, so I think uh, I'd name it and uh, and 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 I'd feed it. I I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the what the rules are for feeding a pterodactyl. I, I, I'll have to look into that. Um, what would surprise? Yeah, here's what would surprise me: if one of these four teams doesn't won, win the national championship, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia. Any of those three. That's it. I'm only going with those three. Not that was the go only three. Florida or OSU. What's that? Not no. Go Florida. Florida. No, I don't think the Gators. I don't think the Gators are ready for prime time. I just think. And now, part of it is because I get to. I see them more, so I know more what their problems are. I just. I still think their defense is uh, is a little too porous to get it done. I, I don't even. I, I really think Alabama and Clemson are the only two teams possibly. Yeah, would, would Notre Dame winning the. Uh... Winning the playoff, winning the national championship, would that shock you? Yeah, it would. Yeah, it, it would shock me a little. Though they may, you know, I, we just haven't had a chance to see too much of them yet. That's a would hard the Rays winning the World Series shock you? Not at all. No, wow. not at all. No, okay. they played They played well enough. They've taken the Yankees to five games. Everybody thought the Yankees are the best team in the American League. And, you know, let, let you look over on the National League side, you, you have two teams with a history of postseason – disappointment it's true it's true so yeah and the, and the rays i mean i think i think the yankees went into this playoffs as the number five seed so yeah, they did yeah. yeah they absolutely did um but uh so yep yeah, nothing's going to surprise me all right that's it we've stretched it to three uh 320 uh so everybody party in an hour uh for mark ferreira i'm john pelkey and for jeff taylor this has been after further review we'll talk to you on monday 